ain't Kevin. It's episode seven. Whew, thank God. Slam City here on Dunk360.com. I'm Unqua Sonia, holding it down by myself, although not for long. Contributor, site contributor, that is. Pat LaShawn will join us in just a few minutes. But it's just me, and I will at the very least be the whipping boy for the rest of my two compadres, Raymond and Jeremy, who are both not here, because I did say that the Warriors were going to take it in six games, and they proceeded to have the halfway funniest collapse in NBA Finals history. And I only call it halfway because the internet makes everything funnier. I, I can't say how much more fun watching these games are with a Twitter feed alongside. I know people are saying, oh, it takes away from the purity of the game, whatever, because people don't think that we can multitask these days. But why I thought it was so hilarious was that the moment the buzzer sounded, the jokes started flying off about the Warriors. And it also brought up a very, very, very important point to me. That the Golden State Warriors dug their own hole and we let them do it. Let's go back to game five for a bit. I was one of those people, and I think it was a general consensus at the time, thinking that this series was going to be over relatively quickly. And then Draymond Green gets suspended for game five. I don't want to look at the gameplay specifically because LeBron went off, Kyrie went off. They combined for 82 points. First time in finals history that two teammates have scored 40 points apiece. I want to focus on the fact that the Warriors as a whole seem to not take it all that well. They poked the bear that is one LeBron James. They taunted him. They called him a baby for stepping over Draymond Green and somehow getting their boy suspended. Their boy who put himself in a very precarious position from the beginning by being what many would call a dirty player. So guess what? You pay the price in the finals. Then you let them back in the game for game five. You send it back into Cleveland where everyone's saying, oh, it might be a series now, when nobody actually believed it, until it became a series and then went to Game 7. And listen, I stuck by my pick. I will always stick by my picks because there isn't much glory in being wrong, but at least I'm going to own it. But in the pit of my stomach, around halftime, I'm like, wow, this is really going to happen, isn't it? Cleveland's really going to do this. Cleveland is actually going to do this. And we were in a, I think the audience as a whole was in a state of collective disbelief. Like, this is really about to happen. This is really, really on the cusp of happening. It's been one, two, three, four, five days since the Cavs pulled it off. It still doesn't feel real. This wasn't supposed to happen. From top to bottom, there was only one matchup that the Cavaliers could have won if we were basing it on -on one-on-one matchups. And that was LeBron James versus whomever would be guarding him. Of course, now that 
the series has progressed, we know that they won two of the crucial matchups because Kyrie Irving played his way into superstar status for me. I was never a big Kyrie believer because he felt very, very overrated. Overrated no longer. You at the game winning three in game seven of the finals? You got it. Point blank, period. Is he a bit of a sieve defensively? Yes. But he showed me throughout this whole series that he can get the job done. Say whatever you want about the ball movement because that's still going to be a talking point for me. But he was efficient. He put the ball in the basket, and when his number was called, he answered. Nothing more to be said. So... As far as LeBron James is concerned, I've got nothing more to say. You got it. Like, that. that's it. There's nothing more to say. You went home, whether you chose to or whether there was an ulterior motive, I don't know. I don't really care. But you let's face it. You went home, played for somebody despicable because that's what Dan Gilbert did those years back when you wrote that nearly comically now that you look back on it that comical public letter for the city of cleveland saying we'll win a title before the so-called king does while he won two in miami and you couldn't get out of the basement this man came back to play for him went to the finals two straight times and won this one being down 3-1 in the series Not to mention, you led the entire NBA Finals, anyone who stepped foot on the court in an NBA Finals game, in the 2016 NBA Finals, you led in minutes played, points scored, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. You led in every major statistical category. You were the NBA Finals. Not to parrot the parody that went viral after Cleveland lost game four. But LeBron James was the NBA Finals this year. Nobody's ever done it. Nobody. So, shoot. I'm gonna. I'm probably going to be in disbelief until maybe August? And then that's a very, very soft maybe. But, whew. The Cavs did it. Shout out to Cleveland, who absolutely rocked the city. Shout out to LeBron James. This whole rant seems like it doesn't make any sense, but that's because I've still yet to wrap my mind around the fact that the best regular season team in NBA history folded. But you know what? I take a little bit of solace in that. Because now Golden State and Yankee fans have something in common. I would have brought in the Cleveland Indians, but nah. After the Cavs won, you can erase 2007. But I almost want to pull a pull a poll up. And you can and you can let me know. Tweet at me and underscore A S O N Y E. Let me know which is worse: the 04 ALCS or the 2016 NBA Finals. I don't think it'll really be close either way, but, you know, I can dream, can't I? Glad to welcome on Dunk360.
contributor, Pat LaShawn, who I know he was in the office this morning when this crazy news broke out. Now, KD going to the Knicks is still a pipe dream. But maybe, Pat, it's not as big a pipe dream as one would think. You know, look, I've had this conversation plenty of times this week. I think it's a pipe dream. I don't think he's coming here. I mean, he's here right now. (laughs) If you check Doug360.com, literally the first story you're going to see is that KD was rolling with one Carmelo Anthony early this morning. Well, it wasn't really rolling. Basically, (laughs) they were at a shoot-around together in the morning, right over here, right on the west side. Terminal 23? No, no, it's called The Sky. It's an apartment building. They got a gym over there, and a lot actually a lot of NBA players go there to to shoot. It's a private gym. Now both guys happen to be there at the same time with two big security guards. That's what. That's not what we would call a coincidence, is it? If that's a coincidence, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, it could go another way. You know, who knows? Maybe Melo wants to leave New York. I mean, the funny thing about that is people have such a love-hate relationship with Carmelo Anthony that I'm not quite sure I ever understood. I mean, you can say what you want about his effort, about him wanting the ball all the time, et cetera, et cetera. But I've always felt like if you've got a top 10, top 15 NBA player, you try and keep him or at least appreciate him. I mean, he had a pretty good year this year, all things considered. Look, I'm one of the biggest Knicks fans you will ever meet, and I don't like Melo. But, but, who else are you going to get? Who else? Who else are you going to get that's better than Melo to come here? Nobody right now. Nobody. So why not use him and appreciate what you have? You have a star. The Knicks fans are never happy. Oh, I want a star. I want a star. I want a star. Then they get a star. They're happy for two minutes. And then all of a sudden, Melo's selfish. Melo's this. <laughs> it's you, just never It's never enough. No, you have to use Melo. He's a superstar. He's learning to be less selfish. You know, I think we could work with him. We don't have anybody else to work with. Except now we got Derek Rose. One-legged Rose. (laughs) I'm tired of seeing all the jokes. I I really, really am. I really want him to play 75 games, make the all-star team, and shut everybody up. But it it doesn't always work like that. You're, You're missing the big picture here. You're missing the big picture. That the Knicks have an upgrade at the point guard position and managed to still only have him on the hook for one year. On the hook for one year. They got rid of Calderon, who sucks. Awful. And Lopez, whose contract was a little bit too much. I think think they got overzealous with him. But now they got a lot of cap space. This year, they got about 30 and change. Thanks, Aaron Aflalo and Derek Williams. Yes. But I heard they might sign Derek back, eh, and I, I like him. It, it wouldn't I like be the worst him. thing. In the I think world. if if he if he's got you know the ball in his hand, he could do what he wants to do. I think he's a good role player off the bench. Now next year, that's when the cash comes in. Bigger cap, Rose comes off. If he's good, he's good. Maybe he'll stay. Not a big contract. I wouldn't sign him for four years though. Not for twenty, especially not for twenty million. No, definitely not. And then who knows what? Who knows who? We, Westbrook. I mean, you've got. Let's see. Westbrook's going to be free agent. I think Chris Paul's going to be a free agent. Literally the best, one of the Chris best Paul, free Chris, agent 
classes for point guards is going to be totally free next year. Chris Paul's not a free agent. No. He's, he's got gonna, a player he, option? He, I believe it's a player option. So he, And he's going to stay, you think? Eh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure because the Clippers have been knocking on the door for the past two or three years. How long can you knock before you say, screw this, I'm out? I think they're going to they're gonna blow that team up this year. They should. They, they, they really, really should. And speaking of which, if, if we go and look at the draft yesterday, two of the Clippers draft picks are big guys who you can toss the ball up and dunk to. Especially Scalabissier out of Kentucky, which I didn't see that pick coming. The whole first round of the draft to me was a huge shock because no one expected all the international players that were drafted, myself included. So you had names like Ben Bento from Providence, who people thought were going to go late first round. He goes in the second round. The freshman out of Michigan State, who actually left the green room after the first round, was the first pick of the second round. So it's... It's all very interesting. The the Euros, that's you know, they're good. They're good. They're they're more mature. Um they've been playing. Now who's this kid that the the Suns got? Which one? The uh, the, the guy they picked with a number three pick? The number three pick. That was, was Jalen that was Jalen Brown to the Celtics. Oh, number four. So uh, J- uh, look Brown, I think that was I wouldn't have picked him. Not that high up. That, that, that's a reach. I don't know what they were going but with. But the that. Celtics had so many picks, they could afford to swing and miss with a couple of them. Number four. The Suns got him at number four. Dragon Bender. Now, I've been hearing he's like Kristaps Porzingis, but better. Oh. Now, I, I mean, how do you get better than Kristaps? I don't know. Maybe if, maybe if, you're, if you're thinking better than Kristaps. Maybe somebody who's a little bit stronger. If, he's that's, not, the, he, if, that, if that's the way you want to go with nah, nah, him. This guy does not look stronger. He looks weaker. He's He played for the Maccabee in Israel. Ah, Maccabee Tel Aviv. Yeah. David Bladsoe team. Exactly. Oh, he's had a rough week. And change. But he got he got a ring. Tech, oh, yeah. Gotta love technicalities because he coached the team for half a year. And, and don't forget about Varejao. Oh, he, <laughs> he got lucky. The ultimate winner circle. The ultimate. I can't believe he got a ring, but he got a ring anyway. He got a, well, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that the players have to vote on it. If he gets <laughs> now, but I mean, you, he's been on that team, and for, he's Lebr- and he's LeBron's boy. Yeah, he's he, gonna, he's, he's gonna, gonna get, get that it. ring, and he and he deserves it. <laughs> Do you all oh, those years when it was him and Mo Williams as the centerpiece of a Cleveland team that was just awful? Could we talk about Mo Williams and how he looks now? He must have lost. <laughs> I don't know. He's motivated now. He's he ha- was motivated. I'll tell you what he's on. He's on that paleo diet with LeBron. Oh, good lord. He looks. He. I mean, I didn't think that was Mo Williams on the court. I was like, where did he go? Because I remember when when he was the second option for LeBron, he was he was a little he, he He's had a little husky, extra, yeah, he had a little extra stuff on him. And now it's like, oh, okay. For some crazy ass reason, I believe like I'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be like game four, all over again. I'm like, Shit, we down two one still. He's top five minimum for me all time. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the top five. I mean, all time, all time, all time, all time. As much as I don't like him, and <laughs> you have to respect him, and he is—he's got to be top five. Now, Michael Jordan is 
he's the goat. But I it's think okay. I still think Kobe's better than LeBron. I I don't know. I don't know about this one. I, I really don't know. And I'm a bigger Kobe fan than I am a LeBron fan myself. But this is this is tough. And and the reason why it's so tough for me is because I don't like it when a player can sort of commandeer everything. As as weird as that sounds, I want the players to have rights. I want them to get paid. And I think that's really very important for them in an industry where once they're done playing, that's it. But I didn't I didn't quite appreciate the fact that it felt like the GM didn't really do his job. LeBron was the GM, essentially. And the coach. Tyron no, Tyron Lue had to do something with that team. Because I'm I know people want to say that, oh, he's LeBron's boy, this, that, and the third, but he did what David Black couldn't. Let, uh, first, let me interrupt you about Tyron Lue because I don't know if you've go. seen this. Him being on the car? Yes. <laughs> he yes. was feeling himself. He can have that. He can no, certainly no, have no, that. No, 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 no. He can have no, that. No, a player can have that. A coach oh, cannot have that. stop it. And this... did you see him crying? Absolutely. That's Coaches one the... don't cry like that. This is – listen – he had to walk in with no head coaching experience and then had to be the guy. Coach he the had team. to be. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. LeBron coached the team. I know it. I know people like to say it looks that way, but I will tell you from personal experience, a player doesn't run everything. No way. Okay. And the day and the day that you let that happen, you're not a coach. That's why Black got fired in the first place. There was quote no accountability. All I know is that when you, as a coach in a huddle, can turn around to a once-in-a-generation player and say, shut the blank up, I got this, there's no way they just let him do whatever he wanted to do. And we don't know what that conversation was behind the scenes after that happened. Well, maybe that's the reason he was crying. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Yeah, because after coming back down 3-1 and in the NBA Finals, the first conversation they had was, yo, why did you curse out LeBron James in the team huddle? Come on. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Kevin Love is coming back? Hell no. He's gone. There's no reason for but him it, to come but back. But don't you think that he's inflated right now? That contract's inflated for what he could do? He's he's a mediocre player now. I wouldn't call him mediocre. He was just a very bad But he fit. showed up at the la- in the last game. He did. But before that, okay. Le- I think he was a bad fit. He's not a mediocre so, player. He was just a really bad fit. So where is he going to go? Who's going to trade for him? Who's got the assets to trade for him? Mm, this is imp- this is very true. I don't know. Do you? If I it don't was know. me, do like, the Knicks dabble? No, absolutely not. There's no point. Unless you are committed to playing Carmelo Anthony at the three and sliding Porzingis down to the five, there's no point in getting Kevin Love. No, no, I'm saying Kevin Love uh, trading Melo for Kevin Love. No, 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 no. There's no, been talk. No, no, no. People no, are talking. No. That doesn't. No, I wouldn't do it. No. As a Knicks fan, I wouldn't. I, I would not want that. I, so I got a funny story for you about Kevin Love. Oh boy. So, it was the Knicks playoffs. Okay. So what was this? 2011? When they made the run to the ECFs. Uh, yeah. Or the no, no, the semis, no, no, at least. no, no, semis, semis. That was twenty. I want to the say the whole JR JR Smith yeah, yeah, yeah. Celtics incident. I think that's that was twenty eleven. No, the twelve. 
what, what, what we know. Whatever. It's that period. <laughs> and I, you know, I was sitting pretty close. Okay. And I turned, you know, around to see who was behind me. And who's sitting behind me? Kevin Love. Kevin Love. And nobody noticed him. He was wearing a hat. He was slouched down, slouched down in his seat. And he was with a nice-looking girl. Shocker. And come halftime, you know, everybody who sits down there, they go to this, you know, really snazzy lounge, the Delta Lounge. You have some kind of access, Pat. This is crazy. You know, I, I'm a special person. So <laughs> me and my buddy go, and we're standing next to this bar, but nobody else is by this bar, and Kevin Love and the girl are standing there. And he does not want to be noticed. But how do you not notice this tall-ass dude? All of 6'9", 240. Oh, yeah, you're going to stick. And up. he was there, and he was, he, was at the, he was at the playoffs watching the Knicks. Now, do you think players get enjoyment? Like, listen, you just played a whole season. All you did was play, play, play. Now it's your time off. Do you go to watch a game? If you've got boys on the other team, sure. I don't think he had any boys. I don't think so. Then I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he just maybe he was just in Boston and said, "Oh, I want to go to the game." Bang! I'm getting the. No, this was in New York. Ah, excuse so me. So maybe he wanted to see what MSG felt like. Does anybody want to feel what MSG look feels like? Everybody. Does. Everybody. Everybody. Does. Everybody. It's the greatest, greatest arena in the world. I don't care what you say. But my Kevin Love story is not quite as fun. See, I don't get to have the access like you do, Pat. I'm a regular person, <laughs> or in this case, a regular media credential-carrying person. Back when the Olympic team was practicing in D.C., I believe this was back in 2012, one of my friends was working at one of the local restaurants in town. And she said, oh, by the way, Kevin Love is here. I said, huh? She's like, yeah, he's sitting upstairs with a nice-looking girl. Probably I don't, the same girl. I don't know. Was she a blonde? Yeah. <laughs> the same one. So I, I kid you not. It's, it's probably, probably the same, same one. one. He's with a different one right now. Oh. He's with that Sports Illustrated model right now. Oh, God bless. But uh, <laughs> I don't even. I actually. No. We can do that later. <laughs> we can do that later. So we go up. So I go upstairs because I'm hungry and I did want to get some food. I run into him. And again, me being this regular media credential carrying person. I didn't ask for a picture. I didn't ask for an autograph. I asked, is there a time this week where we could just sit down and I can interview for two minutes? That's all I asked for, two minutes. He says, yeah, sure. Come to the Verizon Center tomorrow. I'll give you all the time you want. Me being so young and naive and the credential carrier, I'm like, sure, let's go for it. I wake up with one friend who's a photographer, another one who had a car. We go down to the Verizon Center and they go, um, there's nothing going on here today. What? I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, do you have a credential or something? I'm like, they didn't hand me my credential yet. This was for the event tomorrow. Like, oh, well, sorry. So, oh, he's with Kate Bach? Yeah. Well, he's got a thing for blondes. God bless. But that's my very not so fun Kevin Love story. So if Kevin Love ever hears this. You didn't have to lie to me. You could have just said no. So he played you? Yeah. You could have just said no. And the funny thing is, I saw him at the shoot around on Sunday anyway. And I'm like, hey, so looks like I missed you on Saturday. He's like, yeah, I, I guess so. Damn. 
That's no love. The, the, mo- love. the moral of the story is just say no. You can apply it to a lot of stuff, but it's okay. My feelings weren't hurt. I was just mad that I got up at 8.30 in the morning when I didn't have to. You got played. Eh, that's life. Got clock at 10. Done three for the tie. Oh! <laughs> what a shot! What a play by Dunn. The biggest surprise of the draft. Who do you think, which team came and said, I snagged a real deal winner? And Ben Simmons, forget about Ben Simmons. Let, let's, 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 let's take the first two picks out of there. Okay, first two picks. Who's, who's next? Because I know who mine is. Then tell me who yours is. The Timberwolves. With Chris Dunn? Yeah. That's the one I like, too. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be – I don't know about Ben Simmons. You know, he is what he is. Ingram, he needs a little bit more muscle. But I think Dunn might be the best point guard. Chris Dunn is one of the point guards I've been excited about because everyone likes a point guard who can sort of, you know, pass and be the distributor. No. He, is, he, he can pass, but he just doesn't care. And I think that's my favorite part about him in, in the sense that he's fearless. He'll go to the rack. It doesn't matter whether he's d up. Chris Paul, Steph Curry, or whomever, he's going to dog you. And, and I like that a lot about him. Well, I like that he is a defensive player. I think that he's going to be excellent in Tom Thibodeau's defense-oriented game. He's got a great surrounding cast. And then the question is, what do you do with Ricky Rubio? Flip him. He's, he's not gonna, I don't think he's going to come off the bench. If he's willing to, he's not bad coming off the bench. But They, can, they can get some, something for him. But what do you get for him? Because I feel, like they, I feel like they probably tried to flip him last night. They probably did. And they couldn't get anyone to even give him a second? Nah. Well, I mean, he's got a contract. He's got, he's got some money. Well, it depends on who would have cap space, where he could even fit, because I don't know where he would fit because he's a great passer, but he can't shoot, and that hurts. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking right now, and I do not see him. I can't I don't I can't think of a team right now that the Mavericks. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but they have to worry about resigning Dirk Nowitzki anyway. Well, I don't know. And Dirk and Dirk you think Dirk's right gonna thing. stay? I can see him staying, but here's a big reason why I think he may just be out of there. Keep in mind, over the last two or three seasons, he willingly took a pay cut to say, get me a team that can get me another ring. And not only have they underwhelmed, they've they've just been flat-out mediocre. And mediocre won't cut it in the West. Yeah, but they tried. They tried. They got screwed. DeAndre Jordan screwed them. Oh, here we go. Mark Cuban tried, and DeAndre Jordan screwed them. DeAndre Jordan made a decision. He made a decision. Oh, okay. So he, he didn't – listen, if, if you couldn't get him to come to Dallas, okay, fine, but whatever. There was, but no, there was nobody else to go after after that. Well, they've got they've the time, got cap space. Time now. was against them. Now they have cap space, but if I'm Dirk, I stay I, – that's my just, team. Just make my... sure they pay you. If I'm Dirk, make sure they pay you. How old's Dirk now? Dirk 37? is doesn't matter. He still put up eight. He still put up put up about eighteen points a game. That's a stretch four. 
as an aging stretch for I could see him leaving, going to Golden State, winning a title. Everybody's in love with that team now. They it's got money. Crazy. They, they, yes, they do have money, but they're going to have to pay these guys maybe next year because Steph is a free agent next year. But that's what you do. You sign a year contract. You think he'll play for just one year? One year equals one ring. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I really don't know because this particular postseason, as far as the way I see Golden State, they got humbled. They very much got humbled. And I hope that translates into crazy work. And I don't blame them for being cocky when you set an NBA record. 73 and 9, that's phenomenal. That's fantastic. But something happened the moment that LeBron did that little fake. <laughs> We've never heard that before. Ever. And then 41, 41. Triple double when they needed three straight wins to take the title? That's humbling. Yeah, it also helps that your best defender gets suspended. Took himself out of the game. Suspended. He took himself out of the game. Listen, I would have punched LeBron so hard. That means you wouldn't come back. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Listen, you can't. You're a win away from a title. What are you doing? Yeah, no, you're right. You got to keep composure, and you don't do that. But LeBron's got no business stepping over a man when he's on the floor and keeping him down. But if you called me. Did he get get a foul for that, LeBron? I don't think so. No, he did after the fact he did. All I'll say is this. If you called me. What Draymond Green reportedly called LeBron James. I would have called him that every night long. I would step over you every single time. Do you not hear? Oh, oh yeah. When the, I trash, s- the trash talk gets oh, crazy. When I sit up close. The trash talk gets crazy. <laughs> when I sit up close. This you, access of yours is crazy. You have to hear the things that I hear. Do I get to have access? When it Maybe one time I could take you. Let's go. I, could ta- I know some people. Let's go. I know some people in low places and high places. No, mostly high places. That's what it sounds like. No, well, they're low, low, low to the, low to the court. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I can only imagine the KG. Oh man, the KG thing comes to mind. The KG sure. thing was, I was there. I was there. What weren't you there for? I think that's the better question. What aren't you there for? Last year was. I just did not want to. Actually, you know, I'm trying to think. Did I see anything great? Now, I got to tell you, the one of the best fights I've ever seen was Joe Kim Noah and Tyson Chandler. Oh, wasn't that back in like... That was a couple years ago. Was that was that the year that the Knicks beat the Bulls in overtime or one of the times where the Bulls or where the Knicks got smacked? I think the Knicks... Uh, I think the Knicks... No, they, they lost that game. Yeah, they lost that game. Shocker. That was uh, Nate Robinson, Carlos Boozer. Oh, yes! Because that game. No was, Derrick Rose. Because he was still injured. And that was the year Nate Robinson rescued them in the first round. But Carlos Boozer and Nate Robinson, the, they, were a, they were just hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. They were talking to the fans. They were instigating. They were talking shit to the refs. I mean, these two guys, they, I could see them on TV together. They were hilarious. <laughs> Let's get them in here. They were hilarious, those two guys. Nate Robinson, 
he's hilarious. And Carlos Boozer, you wouldn't even think that he's a funny guy, but he is hilarious. Carlos Boozer feels like a cornball to me. Nah, he was funny. He was funny. Okay. Okay. The hair is funny. <laughs> but that was one of the best fights I think I've seen. There there must have been four technicals in a matter of a couple minutes. Everybody's getting thrown out of the game. I, I want you to go back, you know, later and watch. Google it. YouTube it. Watch it. I'm You're going to know what I'm talking about. They were, Everybody was thrown out. Do you think Noah has anything left in the tank? Last year he was injured. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like... I just feel like the Knicks... It's the you same might as well. Thing. You might as well do it. You get the same thing over and over again. You bring in these guys who were good once. Once. Somewhere else. And then you bring them over here, and you got the same thing. Amari Stoudemire, Tyson Chandler, and they suck. Amari got killed by Dan Tony because that first year, he was unbelievable. Tyson Chandler age caught up but Derrick Rose is 27 I know he's had a whole bunch of he yes he's had his surgeries he's had his injuries but he's 27 with the legs of an 80 year old but he's 27 <laughs> which means no, no, I, I I think so Derrick Rose look when we go back to the first conversation we had the money I like and I think there's upside it's a contract year for him it's a change of scenery for him he's playing with Carmelo Anthony he's not the big dog anymore Melo's the big dog. So now, hey, I got another superstar. I, if he wakes up and smells the coffee, he's going to understand this is an opportunity for him to shine. And you still got Porzingis, who I don't know why people keep seemingly keep forgetting about him. Uh, believe me, I'm not forgetting about KP. And I love, I love what Rose could be doing for KP. He could turn him into not another Noah because they're nowhere near the same player. But if he can be as efficient as Noah was, and he's a better scorer than Noah, oof. I think you just free him up more. You get, Okay, so now guys are going to be defending Melo. You double-team Melo, you got Rose. You got a double-team Rose. You did a belt. Now you got somebody open. KP shoots. Boom. Meanwhile. We don't have a center. Are you prepared for a possible Dwight Howard signing? I'm I'm not here for it. I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Let me tell you something. Don't make me get my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> oh, easy. It's if if I have to, okay. Number one, Dwight is not coming here for one year. If it's if it's one year, I'll do it. If it's past one year, let him try his luck somewhere else. I I don't want to see him because you're stuck. Where I want the money. I want the money. I want Westbrook. I want Durant. I want. Whoever else but D12. I don't want to see him. For one year, I'll see him. Anytime else? No. Bye. No, no. No, thank you. So if you're you're listening to this, Dwight, you're not welcome here. No. No. I like Dwight. I think he's a good talker, but not... No. I roll. I roll. I roll about everything regarding him. I don't know. I don't even... One year is good. Two years, bad. Three years bad. I don't want to see him. No, thank you. He's going to be a problem. I don't want drama. You're bringing two guys with drama in. Save the drama for your mama. (laughs) If that's what works for him, it, it definitely will work for me.
He's not the good guy. He's no not the bad guy. Into. He's the suspended guy. <laughs> now, Roman Reigns was he was ju- he just lost the heavyweight championship belt at Money in the Bank. Now I don't know if you saw Money in the Bank. I didn't, but I heard about it. So Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, a WrestleMania esque match. He lost to Seth Rollins. He lost to Seth Rollins, who never lost the belt, who lost it due to an injury that he suffered against Kane. But here's the big caveat. I'm listening. Dean Ambrose, who won earlier in the night the Money in the Bank, cashed in, and as Seth Rollins was celebrating, hit him over the head, cashed in the contract, and won the title. <laughs> That's why I love wrestling. Now, That's just awesome. Now, now, fast forward to Monday Night Raw, which I don't know what these writers are doing because it's been terrible. But Shane O'Mac came out, did his little dance, and said at the next pay-per-view, which is Battleground. Okay. Well, I don't know if you know Battleground. It's I know. What, I know Battleground. Battle, yeah, it's the one that nobody cares about. But... It's going to be a triple threat. And that's why they want people to care about Battleground. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, all three S.H.I.E.L.D. members in a triple threat for Dean Ambrose's newly won World Heavyweight Championship. Sounds good, right? It does sound good. Sounds great. I want to watch. Poor Dean Ambrose. And now... He barely had the title. But now, the next morning... The WWE drops a bombshell that Roman Reigns is suspended for 30 days. Why? He violated their wellness program. So what does that mean? Shocker! Steroids. I don't think it's steroids. I don't think so. I don't think he took steroids. I mean... Steroids wouldn't be 30 days. Steroids would be longer? I think at least a year. Okay. If not kicked out. You know Vince McMahon and his... Yeah, that's this, a no, he's, yeah. he's got no tolerance for but that. But now, how do you build a match that is in 30 days without one of the big names? They're going to pull a string. Well, well, maybe I'll ask you this. When it comes to WWE's suspensions, since you're you're really closely involved in that, when it comes to their suspensions, it's usually cut dry 30 days no matter what, or no, do no. they have... You're off air. Period. Period. You're not coming back. Nope. Woof. There goes my conspiracy theory because I was thinking something crazy might happen where he walks in or whatever. Well, conspiracy theory, you might be onto something. Because there's, there, I feel like I have to- a theory. They're, they're setting that up. But what's your theory? I got a theory. So even though Roman Reigns is their top dog right now. Mm hmm. And they're, they're putting a lot of money behind him. Promotion. I don't know. He lost the title, which probably they knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But now, what if you see the way that the fans have been reacting with Roman Reigns and the booing, the constant booing? What if this is all a work? I think it's a work. I really What really if it's do. a work? And now, but now you're in a bigger predicament. Now you're saying that he's he's gone for the wellness pro. Everybody knows the wellness pro. Everybody knows that it has to do with drugs. Mm-hmm. And 
WWE is a public company. So why lie about that? Why don't I put them in an injury angle, right? So now you have this triple threat match. Do you give the title back to Roman Reigns? Oh, that's a good question. No, you cannot. You, you can't. You, you can't. Can, you can let him wrestle, but you can't give him the title. You back. can't give him the title because how is that going to look? In a PG or WWE, you cannot give a guy who just got busted with something bad. You can't get it. You're absolutely right. I think the funny, the, what makes it funny, though, is how then do they work that storyline? And if he's off air for 30, if, if he's off air for 30 days, how do you fill his spot even? The, now, that's. Because I, I feel like what, the, what, what they may end up doing. elephant in the room. What I feel like they may end up doing for the next few Raws, it's going to be conversations. It's going to be like those veiled conversations where they mention him, but they don't mention him by name or something like that. Yeah. And then they'll put together some last-minute showdown. Wait, what if, what if they what if they do one of those TLC matches for Roman Reigns' last spot? No, no, no. That's no, just a little extra. No. Okay. Yeah, no. They're going to they're going to they're going to keep this match. Well, at least I think they're going to keep this match. He comes back in 30 days. Maybe he gets a big pop cuz he's been gone or not. No. And he's no, not going to and he's no, and he's not going to win the belt. But it's shocking that the WWE suspends their top guy. It really, it really feels like a work to me. When they need it. Because, it's a work. Because they have this big brand split coming. They got Raw. They got SmackDown. And this is going to be this is gonna be a little problem for them. A little. <laughs> a big problem. I don't, I don't know how they do it. And uh, just real quick, before we uh, go into something else, speaking of the brand split, they are going to be bringing back former WWE stars. So that means we get to see Stone Cold. No, 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 no. Stone Cold is part is he has a Legends contract. I'm talking about guys that you've haven't seen. People like Bill Goldberg. What? Yeah, rumor. The rumor is Rey Mysterio. Oh, okay, okay. But and uh, here now, here's one that I would have liked to see back. I was kind of hoping to see him, although I don't like him. Kurt Angle. Get him out of here. But he was so annoying. Like, it's one thing to be a heel, but when you're an annoying heel, no. Get but him he's out not coming here. back. He's he came out, he was on somebody's podcast. He said he was coming back. He didn't he didn't say it's not he doesn't know the exact time. It's just a matter of when. But he got shot down. The WWE has confirmed that they will not be bringing back Kurt Angle. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, he's 47 years old and fans everywhere. Thank you. Regardless. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just not a fan. Nah, he would have been good for like two minutes putting over somebody and then that's it. He, you know, but he's uh, I, I won't miss him. And Bill Goldberg. I, I, I mean, that Ra- feels random to me. I don't know. Maybe Shamrock or unless he's got nah, he's who, like who, who, who's who's under the Legends contract. You got Stone Cold, Ives, Shawn Michaels, okay, uh, Ric Flair, but Ric Flair's got an entertainment contract too. Okay, who else do you got? 
Wouldn't The Rock be under the legend? Scott Hall, The Rock. Okay. But these are people that you see all the time, time, time. They're bringing back people that are done, have been done, not on contract. That's why I. That's why I asked about Shamrock. I don't care about Shamrock. He's not fun. Yeah. Ray Mysterio. That's a different story. Man, the Hardy Boys. I'd like to see the Hardy Boys come back. Jeff was my guy. Matt was annoying to me, but I loved Jeff Hardy because he just seemed like the everyman. You know, he's not even supposed to be here, and yet he keeps winning barely by the skin of his teeth. And that, that was yeah. always fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Pat. You're the Thank man. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it, and he will be back soon. I will be back. I'll be back. <laughs> So listen, before we get out of here, let me just say that if we've learned one thing from this entire endeavor, it is this. Don't get caught talking too much trash because you could be on the wrong side of a collapse like the Warriors. You could find yourself on the wrong end of a punch. Pick any playing field, any time, any place, anywhere. But I hope at least this lesson in humility that we have seen unfold over the past couple weeks resides in a very special place for all of our hearts. And for Cleveland fans, they'll never forget it forever. So there it is. We're out of here. See you next week. You can follow me on Twitter and underscore A-S-O-N-Y-E. Don't forget to follow the site, The Dunk 360, because there can only be one. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.